Hello, today is Friday, November 17th, and welcome to episode 277 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm NSI founder and executive director Jamil Jaffer, and I'm joined today by NSI senior fellows Lester Munson and Morgan Vigna. So today, folks, we're going to be talking about China, 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 and panda, panda, panda. So President Xi and President Biden met in San Francisco. Uh, they had a a what they called a productive conversation. Uh, Chinese leader President Xi Jinping was feted by all manner of American executives, uh, technology executives from major companies, uh, had a $40,000 plate dinner uh, with President Xi. And apparently the two presidents agreed that China would send three pandas to the National Zoo to replace the ones that left more recently. But more important than that, perhaps, than the pandas even, I know it's hard to believe they're always more important than pandas, uh, the two leaders agreed that China would work to cut off the supply of fentanyl precursors and pill presses to the United States. They had previously cut off uh, the supply of, of, of created fentanyl or already ready-to-go fentanyl, uh, but that obviously had been effective. And so uh, there's this new agreement. In addition, they agreed to resume military-to-military communications that had been cut off in the aftermath of Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. But there remain challenges in the relationship. China continues to send all manner of fighter jets and warplanes into Taiwanese airspace and territorial waters. They're moving the goalposts on Taiwan, saying the U.S. now needs to support reunification. Um, and, of course, IP theft and forced IP transfers and the like uh, continue. And China continues to press down on American companies, including Micron Technologies and a variety of other uh, companies that were involved in the audit space as well. So we have a real problem with China. It looks like the president wants a reset. Les, what do you think? D minus. Jamil Jaffer. Oh, we're giving yeah. grades. I don't I know give, if we're giving grades today. I decided to give grades today. Um, right. I give them the lowest passing grade because they uh, this this summit was not without some value. I think the military to military communications is probably the the bare minimum of things that could have been achieved. I don't believe the Chinese promises on fentanyl until we actually see some results. They've made promises like this in the past, and it hasn't turned out very well. Uh, and the big issues were not discussed, as you pointed out, Taiwan, China's treatment of its other neighbors in the region, China's treatment of its own people in Xinjiang and Tibet. Uh, the behavior of the Chinese economy is is terrible right now. Uh, Xi Jinping is looking for more investment from the outside to kind of bolster his prospects. Uh, he's, he didn't make any concessions in that regard. Uh, China continues to be a very difficult place to do business. They arrest uh, international business people. Uh, there's IP theft. There's all kinds of issues inside China on rule of law uh, that are a big problem for the business community. None of these things were addressed. We did the, we did the bare minimum. President Biden calling Xi Jinping a dictator, totally yeah. off script. You could read that in Tony Blinken's face. Uh, he lost his poker face there at the end. He needs to be a better diplomat. Tony, come on, man. Uh, we know you can do this. Uh, be focused, disciplined. You can't you can't do that so on camera, mean. man. Uh, but the dictator remark, you know, it's a little bit of an insult and maybe not the right thing for the president to say, but it's not wrong either. What? And and the, the administration needs to be articulating a tougher line on Chinese behavior, things that our allies can rally around and that we can push China to do better. That's That would be a good outcome from a summit like this. I don't think we're going to see it right now. I, I don't think you're right, Lester. Why, why can't you say he's a dictator? First of all, it was a response to a question. It was either a yes or no. If he had said no, everyone would accuse him of lying. If he says yes, which he did, then he's being mean. I mean, 
President Xi Jinping. I'll tell you why. Is, I'll tell you why. It's just rude. You know, we're ho- we're hosting we're hosting oh, Xi Jinping. You know, he's in our country. There are good manners. That was probably oh, not good manners. And I'm I'm being generous here uh, with the Chinese. I know, but you shouldn't do that. You sh- you sh- what you ought to be able to do is articulate the things that you are concerned about in Xi Jinping's behavior without being reduced to name calling. President Biden, right. frankly, needs to do a better job of being president. I, I, I don't agree. Morgan, I mean, you worked for Nikki Haley at USUN, right? I mean, we, we know that she wears heels as weapons. I mean, would she have called President Xi? I'm sure she would have had no problem calling President Xi a dictator. Is less right? What, what do you think? You know, less on it. The lowest passing grade is actually a D minus. So that's what I'll give. <laughs> Not in my classroom, Morgan. <laughs> well, I will give President Biden a D minus here. Um, there were a lot of things on the agenda. Two, I think, um, were, well, I would say three are notable standouts. The only reason Biden doesn't get an F is because we got the pandas back, right? That's panda, panda, panda. Saving the, saving the summit. Um, but, but in, in all seriousness, look, Biden is acutely aware of the fact that 60% of Americans view China as a threat. We have an election coming up in a year and calling Xi a dictator, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I think he, he knows where the American public is on this. And a yes or no question, he's going to say yes. Right. It's, it's no, a no brainer. Um, I mean, he's a dictator. Right. Right, Morgan. Right? Of, of, of course. Of, of course. I mean, Les, come on. Give me a break here. I mean, call I'm not saying it, you're, you're, hold on. Hold on. I'm not saying he's not. A, I'm not saying he's not a dictator. He is a dictator. That doesn't mean you have to say that in public. So the second point here is that the other thing that was on the agenda was fentanyl. Right. Um, this has been a major topic of uh, the, the campaign, the primary campaign so far. Nikki Haley in particular has raised a number of times. And I think it is in this administration's political interest to actually do something about it. Whether or not this is more than a fig leaf, I think, is, is yet to be determined. And so moving forward, I think that this is truly a space to watch and whether or not um, the Biden administration will be able to make progress on this. When it comes to the, the mill-to-mill communication, it's low-hanging fruit. This should have been um, corrected a long time ago. So I, I don't really think that this is particularly newsworthy, but nevertheless, um, it has been uh, dubbed as progress. I do want to talk about this economic issue that Les raised, though, Morgan. So, you know, uh, Secretary of uh, Commerce Gina Raimondo was sent along with a whole another group of, of U.S. senior diplomats and senior U.S. government officials to China to sort of set this thing up. Uh, you know, it's almost the Biden apology tour. He was tougher earlier in the administration on China when it came to semiconductors and semiconductor equipment and the like. So we have this apology tour. But Secretary Raimondo goes and what appears to have been an, off, an unscripted remark also says uh, to the Chinese leadership, uh, that China's becoming uninvestable. Do we think that's right? Because on one hand, Secretary Romano says it's becoming uninvestable. On the other hand, you have, you know, a ton of U.S. senior executives, you know, BlackRock, Stephen Schwarzman, I mean, you name it. And they're all sitting there, Apple, Tim Cook, sitting there having a $40,000 plate dinner with the Chinese leader. And he got a standing ovation. I mean, what's the deal? Morgan? Look, I mean, I think this is clearly some a priority for Xi. Xi wants access to American markets. Um, the U.S. business community has clearly a, a strong interest in maintaining those ties to China. Um, and look, the Biden administration made a deal, right? Um, I, I think we should be monitoring um, those conversations very closely and discouraging the business community from making any stupid decisions. Yeah, let's, I mean, do we, I mean, you watch the Hill really closely. Do we think the Hill is interested at all in U.S. companies doing business in China and or uh, tech transfer? Because it doesn't seem like they are. They seem to be getting more and more aggressive. We saw the Chinese, China Select Committee uh, Chairman Mike Gallagher 
put out uh, materials on exactly who was there at that dinner? I mean, does, does this even make sense? There's definitely some naming and shaming going on, Jamil. That's what you're referring to. I think that applies to specific sectors of the economy, frankly, high tech and uh, some of these areas that get close to uh, defense capabilities. And that's and that's understandable. And I do think that this weak messaging on the econ- on the Chinese economy from both Xi Jinping and Joe Biden is giving an opening to hardliners in Congress to say, hey, we're not doing enough here. We need to we need to be tougher with Beijing on rule of law issues. We need to we need to be doing more to lock down benefits for our business community and also make sure that we're pulling apart supply chains in the appropriate places. So, again, C minus for the Biden administration. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Pandas, economics and military communications, the U.S. and China going head to head. That's a wrap. Thanks so much to Devlin Bernie, Claude Jennings and the NSI staff for their help producing today's episode. Join us again on Monday, November 20th for another episode of Fault Lines. The National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed and gets you smart fast on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. Fallen is now on YouTube, so if you want to see our happy faces, check out our channel for a video of today's episode. If you like what you heard or saw, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Have a great weekend. Bye.